Jesus soars in times of need that gives me hope that brings me peace in every trial through every test my Savior stands in my defense so when the road you walk leaves you tired and warm all your strength is gone and your heart feels torn When the waters rise, He calls my name, and He bids me come out on the waves, and He holds my hand, lest I should falter, and makes me stand. indeed the battle is the Lord's my 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 it's been a wonderful time brother Ed brother Harold brother brother Hildebrand he has always called me brother Ray I don't know who that guy is <laughs> and brother brother Harold Hildebrand has been a gentleman and he always took that surname and this is brother Ray and I and I kept on thinking, who is that person? Uh, that's an old guy. But now I fit the form. <laughs> I've been told I'm so old this weekend. I've been told more I've been old this weekend than I have in a long time. 
But it's been a joy. It's absolute joy and a privilege and honor to be able to speak with you and be with you and, and enjoy the first day back and with one another. And I'd like to thank you, Brother Hildebrand, Sister Leanne, for making me feel special. And, of course, Brother Ed, who's a, a good friend. Brother Ed has the ability to make you feel like you're the big guy, and he's way bigger than I am. <laughs> And uh, the love that you and Sandy and the children have given to us is, is just special. And you've all been special. I feel like we've all grown together. Many of us were young in our 20s. And some of you weren't even born yet or even in the thought being born. And yet we're still here by the grace of God and we'll keep on pressing on. And it's been just an honor to be with, to have John, see them all growing up. And Brother Ray, I mean, you make the best hamburgers on, in Alberta, you know. You know, in the heat, and there's, there they are. There's the soldiers just standing there supporting all the young people, and I think that's very special. It's been a special time for me also. Also, when you're with people that you love and they love you, well, it just, uh, it's the right union. And uh, the Lord has been so gracious to us over these years. My dear wife wanted to be with me, and she said, be sure, please, and greet all the sisters for me. I said, I, I didn't do that this morning. Forgive me. Um, we had a tragedy within our extended family when uh, their house burned, my uh, niece's house burned down. And so we have a, an extra lodging on our home or on our property. And, and so they have a large family. We brought a trailer in, and they're all living at our place. So she was supporting emotionally and just supporting the family. So please forgive her for not coming, but she would have loved to have been with you. So God bless you. Now we got all the announcements and different things done. Can we turn to the Word of God, please? The Word of God. We'll turn to very familiar scripture, obviously. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Did you get it? You got it. You got it in your bottle? Let your light shine now. We're in Sunday school, remember? This little light of mine. We got to let it shine. So I got it. I was going to preach on. I preached a message back home. Brother, Brother Ed had, had, had uh, texted me and we'd been talking on it. And I was going to preach on nail it. If you got it, let's nail it. <laughs> So uh, it, it might intertwine here because it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful subject and, and I, I, I want to preach on the seed of the woman is prevailing. The seed of the woman is prevailing. All right. So we got that. Genesis chapter 3. Bible says here, reading at verse 15. Now, we know the fall that happened in the Garden of Eden. We know there's consequences coming with the fall. We understand that Eve is going to suffer through childbearing. Adam's going to work by the sweat of his brow. And, of course, we understand that the serpent, who was an upright being, wouldn't be quite the curse if he was already a snake. Right. You know, people get this in the mind, it was a serpent was a snake. Well, what kind of curse would that be? If you're already an upright being, all right, now that's a curse, okay? So now God is saying, I will put enmity because now he knows a seed passed. God's God. He knows seed passed. So he said, I'll put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and 
her seed. It shall bruise the head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Prophecy. Amen. Prophecy. So now we got, we got the idea this morning that prophecy with prophecy comes fulfillment. And it's not just good enough to see fulfillment of 2,000 years ago. And you say, oh, I'm pointing back to Jesus of 2,000 years ago. And he bruised his head at 2,000 years ago. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the God that bruised his head at Calvary is still bruising his head today. What, what do you do then with the statement out of Christ and Mr. God revealed, revealed when he says she is him? Amen. What do you do with that statement then if she is him and he bruised his head? What is she going to do? What are you going to do? It's one thing to point back to 1965, but we're living in 2021. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, bride of Jesus Christ, it's time to do, as Brother Tim Pruitt preached years ago, be serpent stompers, okay? It's time to put your head, your foot on the head of that serpent. All right, let's turn to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians 4. And we'll read at verse 4. Notice we're dealing with time again. Time. Time space as we took this morning. Look at Galatians 4, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse 4. And when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons. Now let's read it for today. Okay? Everybody agree with me this tonight? Let's read it in the present. Because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no longer a servant, but a son. A son has rights. A son has rights. My sons have rights. Sons have rights. But a son, and if thou be a son, then you're heir of God through Christ. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, your word is so wonderful and inspiring. Lord, we pray that you, the author of it, Lord, would inspire the reality of it within the hearts of every son and daughter of God. Deal with us through the word, Lord, and may the word become manifested within our lives. Bless your children as they have come now this day twice. We pray there will be a double portion upon each and every one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may have your seats. God bless you. God bless you. So I've titled it, and they're telling me that I titled it, so I've stayed within my title. Half the time, half the time at home, as I said to Brother, uh, Brother Ed, I said, I, I give a title, and by the time I get to the pulpit, it's already changed. So because I've given the title already, they're telling me my title, and so I better preach my title. So the title of this message, the little message tonight is, Seed of the Woman, the Seed of the Woman has prevailed, or is still prevailing. She's still prevailing. 
So the Bible says, I'll put enmity between the woman and between the seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head. If you take a look at just a little bit in the Hebrew, it starts to say here, he shall faithfully bruise his head. Are you, I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go a little slower, but then maybe speed up a little bit because I'm Tom, Brother Tom. So I want you to, I want you to catch it and then we'll, we'll run with it, all right? Okay, we're okay with that. So now we understand, so we read it and we just say, well, he's just going to bruise his head. Well, what do you mean he's going to bruise his head? What, is, what does that mean, you're going to bruise his head? Well, it's, if we look at the Hebrew, it says, he shall faithfully bruise his head. You know what fatality is? Crushed. Destroy. So Calvary, the seed of the woman, manifested through Christ, is crushed already the, Satan's head. And that's why a prophet comes on the scene and says, he's a, just a bluff. Come on. So we're fighting with a defeated enemy. All right. So you're starting off real well. So it's fatally bruised his head or it's crushed his head. And you shall only bruise his heel. So now we knew that there was a prophecy. One's going to be crushed dead. And one is only going to be crushed by his heel. He died at Calvary for the salvation of our souls. But it was only going to be bruised. It was not, it was not the heel. It was not the head. But Jesus rose again, proving the conquering power over Satan's power. All right. So, again, we get so accustomed. And, 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 and Satan's Eden has you all and all of us geared to superstars. Right? There's always somebody that's the superstar. If I was Michael Jordan now, who's Michael Jordan now? Like, come on. Really? You're dating yourself, Tom. Thank you. There's one brother that agrees with me. So, so as time goes on, you've got now your Kobe Bryant's, and where's he today? I'm sure, like Brother Brown said, he would, he would just give anything to have another five minutes to review his life and ask Christ to come into it. So we're geared to look to superstars. We're geared to look to men of God at high stature, whether it be pastor, whether it be deacons, whether it be somebody, and, and all these. But that's not it. That's not it. Remember we took this morning. It's Christ in you personally revealed to you in Christ the mystery God revealed. So then as he reveals himself, he's revealing herself. So now here we are. The seed of the woman shall bruise the head of its enemy. Brother Bram said this in the message, hear his voice. The seed of the serpent still goes on. But the seed of the woman through Christ still goes on. And I want you to remember that. If certain seed is still going on, the seed of the woman is still going on too. <laughs> All right? So now if we're of Christ... What are you supposed to be doing? We don't want to leave it to the pastors. We don't want to leave it to men of God that are, are maybe you, you've elevated in your own mind and they don't feel elevated at all. 
And then young men want to be elevated to get to that elevation when the guy, the brother that's there doesn't want to be there. So there's a little bit of a mix up here. There's no big eyes, no little youth. Huh? So now as we start to understand, and this is a great song to lead into it because the battle's still on. If serpent seed is continuing on, so is the seed of the woman through Christ still goes on. Think about it. Where is that Christ? We'll get there. So therefore, the Lord said to himself, I'll give you a sign, and behold, a virgin shall conceive. So we understand that 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 seed was going to come, and that seed was fulfilled in Isaiah 7 and 14, and Isaiah 9 9 and 6 was fulfilled. We understand that. We see that fulfillment. But we're great at looking back. Yeah. We're great at looking back and saying, ah, I knew that. But as I've said to many of our young people, and when we've baptized them, we got a picture of Hoffman's head on the wall, and I asked the question, who's that? And they say, oh, that's Jesus. Well, Brother Bram says that's a, a, at one place, he says that's just an imaginary mind of what Jesus would look like. But when Jesus did walk this globe, he was just an ordinary man. He was not big in structure. He could have been. He could have been the most handsome person on the face of the earth. And some of us carry ourselves around like we are. You lucky dog. You're lucky that I'm around with you. Because I'm the man. Really? <laughs> Let's just kick that little devil out of here, okay? <laughs> He's the man. Jesus is the man, the man Christ Jesus. So here we go, and and we start to see humanity, and we start to get affected that way. Because that's what Satan's Eden does. They uplift men, and whether it be in Hollywood, whether it be in sports, or it doesn't matter, whether it's even in education and science, and they got the Nobel Peace Prize, and they got all these guys racing to them, trying to get a rocket up into space. Woo-hoo-hoo! You got, you know, Bezo, whatever, like I said, and I won't call him that, whatever. What, I don't, don't know his name. And then you've got this other guy at Virgin Airlines, and he's trying to get a rock. Where are they going? And they're spending all this money and all these resources and all this stuff. And they, they just want to float around in the air? Listen, our Jesus was the greatest astronaut that ever came on the face of the earth. They celebrate John Glenn in 1963 and he orbited the earth and somebody said, did you see God? Come on. He's so past the milky white way. They don't even have a clue what you and I are talking about. We are the astronauts. We have been in that pressure chamber. We have run into that tower and are safe. They don't have a clue what you and I believe. They're only the negative of what we are in the positive. I better stay behind the pulpit. Is that why I was told? I thought it was just a pulpit. Okay. All right. So that's what it's geared for. And the word, the prophet came to put it into you. To put it into your heart. To put it into your life. Listen. We got no prima donnas here. We got no big, guy, big shots here. 
Bring us humble, Lord. Bring us humble. But when the fullness of time comes, he sent forth his son made of a woman under the law to redeem them. So the real big eyes, what good would it have been if there wasn't redemption? What good could they have done? You know, these powerhouses, we've got kings on the earth, we have czars, we have, we have presidents, we have prime ministers, and they think that they've hit the high office. It's a figment of their imagination. They said the people, there, have, there was more deaths on Mount Everest this year than ever before. And where did they die? At the peak. There was so many people at the peak, they couldn't get back down. And they died on top of the mountain. And they said to those that got down, how was that experience? They thought, oh, we thought it would be better than that. It was like, Brother Ed said, it was just a moment. And there was nobody, nothing to share with it. What, you get a picture on top of the world, right? Yeah, that's, that's bad. I, I, was with, I was golfing one time, and I was on the third hole of our golf course. And this, uh, you know, we always want to get a hole in one. And we we're waiting for the people to drive up on the, and they got a hole in one. And he had two people watching him. And we were more happy than he was. <laughs> so the, everything in life has to be viewed not the way our gray matter views it. Because even your thought patterns have been made to sink by your environment. What you read, what you talk about, who you're with, whatever. And so God knew that today a prophet had to come and unveil this mighty God so that we could remove our thoughts and put the thought of God in our minds. So now that seed had to come, that seed had to have his heel bruised so that you and I could be released out of Christ. We've come from somewhere. We've come out of God himself. And so now that seed has passed on. And it wasn't just left in Paul because that seed had to die and go into the ground, we're told. And to bring forth a harvest, and Brother Bram called it, what? Harvest time. And so then when I see these young men raising up and, and they are called to preach, I say, praise the Lord. Anoint these young men. Anoint them. Because saints of God, it's not a glory place, Brother Harold. Brother Harold, he's a warrior. Talk about a warrior. I just looked in his office and brought, it's called the, you should walk in there. It's called the Hall of Fame. I mean, there they are in Africa and pictures and, and plaques and different things like that. These were men that plowed the ground. Now there's men that's coming behind. But we know that God himself gives the increase. So now we know that the Prince of Peace has come and the Prince of Peace has manifested himself and, and we say and we point and we preach about Christ but a lot of men preach about Christ but don't know Christ. They know the history of Christ but they don't know the living Christ. And the living Christ is the living word that's living in the people. We are not, and, I, and I'll start gearing myself up. I did, did I pretty good, just slowing down. Okay. We don't come here to warm a pew. And there's a lot of message churches that are just message people. 
And I hate that term, we're message believers. What does that mean? Tell me what that means. What flavor? What, what kind is that? We are Christians. And that's why we said in the message, the token, Brother Branham said, this message is Christ. We don't want a flavor of it. We want him. And Christ is this mystery of God revealed. Is he mighty in battle? Brother Branham said, come and see. Come and see my God mighty in battle. Amen. If he can bruise the head of the serpent, he can bruise any situation that you and I are ever going to come to. Because that Christ is living in you. She's still prevailing. Redemption was made in the seed of the woman, paid the price, and the price was for his seed gene. When Jesus, therefore, received the vinegar, he said, it's finished. You know, even humanity, it doesn't matter where you do your little studies and all the theologians that ever will study the Bible. They will tell you the three greatest words ever spoken was by the Lord Jesus Christ himself when he cried, it is finished. Redemption price has been paid. It doesn't have to be repaid. It's been paid. And it's been paid through Paul and Irenaeus. It's been, remember the bloodline? But now we've come to the end of time when they without us cannot be made perfect. So come and see my Lord in battle. How wonderful he is in healing. We've got prayer for brother Luke. God can give him a new liver. God can give you kidneys. God can do anything he wants to do. God promised Abraham you will have a son. Now you tell me saints of God one time God gave a promise he doesn't fulfill it. Tell me one time he has never fulfilled it. He fulfills all his promises. Every chapter, every verse, and every line. It doesn't matter when. We say, well, we want it now. We want it now. Right now. Right now. God doesn't deal that way. Sure, there's miracles and things happen. But many times it's mostly healing. And Brother Bram said, put that image of a healed person before you and walk into that image. That's, That's all we're doing. By his stripes I am healed. Come on, Paul Ryan. Come on, come on. You guys have had the types and the, and the parables. Comes in a prayer line. Brother Bram says, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're healed. And he goes out and he's still blind. Huh? We know the story. It's been preached on multitudes of times. How many times did he come back to Brother Bram? He says, I'm still not healed. How come I'm not healed? You said I was healed. Brother Bram said, you said you believed. Right. So when do we stop believing? We never stop believing. Never stop believing. God can do anything in your family. God can do anything in your home. God can do anything for you. Amen. So now we, we walk into the promise of God. And that promise is yea and amen to them that believe. And now we're, we call ourselves believers. We call ourselves believers, but all of a sudden Satan comes by you. Well, you didn't get it. Who says I didn't get it? Who who said that? Who's the accuser of the brethren? The Bible says, by ask anything in my name, believing in you shall have what? I, I think I'm in a house of believers, aren't I? You can ask anything in my name, and you shall have what you ask. 
Hmm? Wherever two or three agree touching any one thing. But we want it now. But God didn't say he'd do it now. He just said he'd do it. But are you still believing Paul Ryan? Day after day, week after week. And you know the story. He takes the newspaper and says, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I'm, I'm healed. And people are going, wacko, wacko, wacko. Huh? The seed of the woman still prevailing, folks. Come on, we're still prevailing. We're not crushed under Satan. He's crushed under our feet. Huh? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. They said, nuts, you're nuts, you're nuts. Praise the Lord, I'm healed. I remember when I couldn't have children. And Joanne, she was just all upset. And you know, men and women take things differently. If you hadn't noticed. Just to help these young fellows. I'm not talking over here now. I'm talking to these young fellows. Women take things differently. <laughs> but, you know, honey, you know, I want a baby. I said, am I God? I said, honey, it's the promise. Ask and we shall receive. And it, it comes in the strangest ways. Right? It comes in, it, never in the channel we think. Never. We're going to specialists and we're going to have this done and this done. And they do me a test and they do Joanna test. They said, you will never, ever, ever, ever have a son. Woo. When you get told that, you almost, you know. But I always tell the doctor, don't you ever tell me things like that. When somebody tells me things like that, I take the high road. I say, just a second, you're only a doctor. But I got the great doctor on my side. And here we are, we're praying, we're praying. All of a sudden, there's a brother in South Africa praying on his knees, Brother Sidney Jackson. And the Holy Spirit speaks to Brother Sidney and said, Brother Biscoe's daughter, problems conceiving, and sends us a prayer cloth. Think about it. He doesn't know me from a hole in the wall. But the Holy Spirit, he didn't even know Joanne was married. He just said, Brother Biscoe's daughter, problems conceiving, and sent us a prayer cloth of Brother Branham. That when Brother Branham was there in South Africa. And Brother Ed, gets, Brother Biscoe gives us the letter, calls us up and said, I got a letter from Brother Sidney Jackson. I said, I'd like you to come on over. So he gave us the letter. Brother Biscoe's daughter, problems conceiving. There's only one here that's got a problem conceiving, and that's Joanne. And so he said, go home and pray. Go home and pray. I said, okay, we'll go home and pray. So we go home, and, and so we prayed, and Joanne says, well, who, who's going to get the prayer cloth? I said, you are, because he didn't say Tom Ray. He said, Brother Biscoe's daughter problems conceiving. And within the week, we had Samuel. So now, saints of God, that's his, that's, he's 40 years old today. And he's given me three wonderful grandchildren. So God in his mind is so great, he sees way past the present. He sees the future. And, he, and he's got a reason for you to go through these things. So he said, well, I got a problem. Well, hey, everybody's got a problem. And I, let, let me sign. Hey, I'll take a number here. I'll give you everybody a number and you tell me your problem. Hmm? Everybody's got a problem. But he's the problem solver. He's the one that's got the answer to every situation. And that is why you need to have a relationship with him. He's our heavenly father. It's like a son having a relationship with his daddy. And that's being broken up all over the world. Yeah. People don't even want to talk to their fathers. 
But that's a sign that, that nobody wants to talk to the Lord Jesus. And we see that everywhere. And so it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when he fulfills his word. He said he would, and I believe him. We love to see the Lord in battle. He's wonderful in healing. We see him battle this, at this time. He's marvelous in battle. I've never seen him come into a battle yet, but what he came out packing victory. He's never failed in any battle. So what is your problem? Hmm? What is our problem? Are you getting it? I got it. If you got him, you got everything. But saints of God, we go by our feelings and our emotion. And how, how are you doing today? Oh, brother, I'll tell you what. I've had a hard time. Really? And then, then once you start that, you just might as well have a pity party. Amen. Get your tables out and your teacups and just start. Because then it just starts a whole matter going. Rather than going, hey, how are you doing? Fantastic. I walked in a room one day. I think it was, no, not a room. I walked into a teller not too long ago. And, and she said, how are you today, sir? I said, fantastic. She said, I've never heard that before. She said, can you say that again? Fantastic. Huh? She said, that even sounds good. <laughs> hey, we're walking Bible saints. You say, the word is made flesh and dwelt among us. But we always leave that back 2,000 years ago. But I want to tell you tonight. What's the title? The seed of the woman still prevailing. Hey, it's the word in flesh. It's the word in flesh. He's never come out of a battle, but he packs victory every time. He's got his foot on the devil. He took the keys of death away from him, arose the third day. Even in death, he came out triumphant, and Satan ain't got nothing on him. My, my, did you read, um, hmm, Revelations chapter 5, 5. Do we know that? I bet most of you can probably, bet, sorry, I don't bet. Um, I should say you all know Revelation 5, 5. The Bible says, and one of the elders said unto me, weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed. Hmm? The root of David hath prevailed to open the book. So we understand then he's the prevailing one or he's the victorious one or he is the triumphant one. So he's triumphed from Genesis to Revelation. That's our promise. That's our promise. So now we want to look back to Joshua, Moses, David, Solomon, we want to look at all these great heroes of the faith. But my Bible says, as we said a little earlier, without you, they're not made perfect. Hmm. You have a part to play in this great revelation. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome and conquered. The super sign, listen to what he says, all of them couldn't be Jesus, Messiah. 
when they were on earth, but they could believe him and accept his message. There was one Moses, one Elijah, one Noah, on down, always been that way. But the rest of them could accept it. And they would have no ministry unless there had been somebody that believed it. Jesus would have had no ministry unless somebody believed it. Paul would have no ministry unless somebody believed it. The Holy Ghost has got no ministry by the word today unless somebody was willing to get away from their creeds and come back to the word, no matter how well it is here and how real it is here, it's here now. So now, saints of God, it's, it's beyond thinking about you know, what it was in 63 and 64 and 65 and 59 and looking past. God wants us to see the present. He wants you to see the now. He wants you to see that you indeed are the super sign. Hallelujah! Can we conquer? Yes, we can! Do I got it? Yes, I do! I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Is that what your Bible says? We're more than conquerors? But I got a problem. No, I, you have not a problem. It's only between your ears. It's not according to the word. It's not according to the word. If you take God at his word, you have no problem. That's why the prophet turns around and said, the bride should be the happiest people on the face of the earth. That's why I, I can't believe these glum chums. Yeah, you know what? He doesn't preach my favorite message here. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. We've gone through all these through the years. It's here right now. I know it's here. I know it's here. The word says it's here. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst of them and truly believe he is here. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I see him amongst us. All of his elected seed will see it. Hallelujah! We don't come to church to see a man behind the pulpit. We come to church to see God in flesh. As we ended the service this morning, where is the final voice to the final age? She is the final voice under her messenger. So she is only going to speak what he's already spoken. So Brother Bram said he's here. I know he's here. And his seed will see this. So now we determine ourselves tonight, am I seed? And of course, the believer says, of course I'm seed. Nobody has to tell me I am the son of Roy and Evelyn Ray, even though my brothers told me I was adopted. <laughs> weird. That was just totally weird. They were blonde hair and blue-eyed, and so was I. Couldn't believe it. They said, no, no, you don't. I said, what do you mean? They said, look at my oldest brother's got about three album stacks of pictures. You know, when your first baby comes, click, 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 click. You know, people taking thousands of pictures now with these crazy iPhones. Hey. Second son comes, guess what? He only got one album. I'm the third son. I got a picture. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. And then they say, see, you only got one picture. 
So then I have to go to my father and say, am I your son? And he says, yes, you are my son. So now I come to the revelation. Brother Branham said, I'm no longer the son of Charles and Ella Branham. Come on. Come on. doesn't matter what our birth line is. Our birth line is the blood of Jesus Christ. I come from God. I go back to God. And whatever he is, I am. I'm not Luther. I am not Wesley. I'm not Pentecostal. I am the Word. We're the Word. Say amen. I got the bottle. I got the lightning. I got it in me. Hallelujah. Why? Because we see it, Brother Ed. This is not some mind game. Are you saved today, son? You need to come to the altar. Well, I've been there 15 times already. You can't get saved and unsaved and saved and unsaved. The bride is attracted to what? The word. You can say a little louder than that. I mean, help me out. I'm losing my voice. The bride's attracted to what? The word. Himself. The word himself. That's our attraction. It's not stories, and yet we have stories. It's not about events, and yes, we have events. We'll use events, but that's not the basis of our belief. Our basis of belief is the word himself. For you are all, Paul says in Galatians 3 and 26, for you are all the children of God by faith. In Christ Jesus. For as many of you have, have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. This is now Bible here. And if you be Christ, you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to promise. Mm. We're going to get down to it. We're just, this is just the foundation. Don't, don't sleep on me now. He says, now, wherefore you are no more a servant but a son. We took a scripture out of John today, but now I'll take it out of Galatians 7 and 4, 7 and 8. Um, wherefore you're no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then you're an heir of God through Christ. Hmm. I'm reading a will right now. We have come from another kingdom. There are two lineages, there's two vines, there's always a natural, and there's a spiritual. There are three kinds of believers that are believers, make believers, and unbelievers. That's what he said. But now I'd like you to take a look at at, at a wonderful part of Scripture. Turn, please, to Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. Somebody wants to shout, I'm okay with that. Somebody wants to jump up and shout, hallelujah, glory be to Jesus. I'm very good with that. I I like to see a little bodily exercise. (laughs) It's not talking about going to the gym, folks. So Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, I digress, I'm sorry. And having made peace through the blood of his cross... 
by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him. I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, it's beautiful, and took it out of the way by what? Nailing it to the cross. So all these ordinances that even the law wrote it down. You did that, John. You did that. You, you, you did this event and they wrote that ordinance down. And that was a written ordinance against you. And there was a, an atonement would come once a year and that blood would cover that. But it wouldn't erase it. It wouldn't erase it. It only covered it. But when Christ came, the Lamb of God, it wasn't the blood of a lamb, um, animal. It was the blood of Christ himself, our Savior. And now we look at what Paul is saying in, in the Greek. It says, now your debt that has been written against you has now been smudged. You can't read it. It's not written against you. It was nailed to the cross. Every sin that you did and every sin you will do was nailed to the cross. The only accuser is one another. Forget accusing one another. God doesn't accuse you. Amen. It's that ordinance has been blotted out. It's been smudged. It's in the sea of his forgetfulness. Hallelujah. It was nailed to the cross. Nailed it to the cross. He canceled out your debt. The legal demand against your sin was washed away. Your debt was paid. Now, now I want to get you to get this, young people. Now, and for tomorrow, and next month, and next year. Come on. That's why you should be free. Hallelujah. We're not free because a preacher tells you free. We're free because the word tells you you're free. People are held by bondage by the wisdom of man. Not by the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. So your debt's canceled. I, I always tell the story. I loved it I, years ago. I came across it. And the... And the Devil came to Luther and said, Luther, you're a scoundrel. Uh -huh. And you did this last week. Uh -huh. And the devil, he, he's, got a, he's got a good list, you know. And he said, you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this and this. And he goes, okay, yes I did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is there anything else? Oh yeah, by the way, you did this, 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 and this, and this. He said, is there anything else? He said, no, that's about it. He says, well, let me tell you something, devil. 
My Bible says, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth me from all sin. Glory. And if you look it up, it means past sin, present sin, and future sin. The blood isn't just for the moment. The blood is forever. And that's what people miss. The blood is forever. You are clean. She prevails. Hallelujah. I like to stomp that devil right now. I don't care if it's Brother Luke. I don't care. We got needs in our own church. We had one brother, they told him, and he just passed right out. Brother Henry Waldner. I don't know if some of you know Brother Henry. And Brother Henry Waldner was dying. They collapsed. He said to his wife, I, I, I'm not doing well. I'm not doing well. And he said, she says, you need to go to a doctor. He says, I don't go to doctors. I don't go to that. I'm too spiritual for that. <laughs> yeah, right. He collapses. And where does he go? To the hospital, to the doctors. So they go to the doctors. But that doesn't stop God. You know, people get, the, it doesn't stop God. So the brothers all got together and started to pray. And they said, oh, yep, you got bone marrow cancer. And you got those, your killer T cells are all getting destroyed. And you got a white blood count, whatever, and up to the moon. And, and every, all the women on the, they get on the chat line, no. <gasps> you know, he's got this, we got to do this. And, and the brothers are going, we'll pray, we'll pray, we'll pray, we'll pray. And guess what? They sent it down to Seattle. They came back, said no cancer. This is just two weeks ago, saints. This is, not, this is not history. This is just two weeks ago. This is two weeks ago. Another one of our, Brother Victor used to fellowship here, right, Brother Harold? Brother Victor out of Mora? He used to fellowship with you, right? He had a baby, and the baby had kidney problem, and, and, and they sent in a helicopter to send it from, from Bellingham to Seattle. And we have, uh, as I told you this morning, a few brothers getting away, and, and I'm not even saying who they are and what they do and how they do it, but they called on God. The minute Brother Victor called, they got on their knees. They called on God. And by the time they got from Bellingham to Seattle, that baby was absolutely whole. Yeah. Glory. That's people you know. This is not years ago. This is today. Oh, my. I know you're getting it. Because I'm getting it. Hallelujah. The preacher's got to get it, too. You know, you can't, you know, the, you know, three-peener. So I was telling the brother the other day, I said, it's better not to point. It's to open up your hands. It's less offensive. We're all in this together. Yes. I love the body of Christ. I love it. I love the opportunity to speak to his bride. It's the blotting out of the handwriting of the ordinance that was against us. That's why a prophet come on the scene. How many times does he say, you're the spotless, sinless, virtuous bride of Jesus Christ. He was only telling you what the Bible was telling you because he's a word prophet. People look for the signs and the wonders. I look to the word because the word himself will do the work. You get the word, he is my healer. He is my savior. He's my tiskanu. He's my nissi. He's my shama. Amen. He's my raha. Hallelujah. Brother Bram said in one message, you get one of those Jehovah. Shama, Shalom, T. 
Tiskanu, Jaira, Nisi. You just get one and you get them all. You can't divide God into seven. So if he's your victory, he's your shepherd. If he's your shepherd, he's your righteousness. If he's your righteousness, he's your healer. Amen. I'm getting it. I got all of him. Brother Ram said you got a teaspoon of what he is. Right? You got a teaspoon. It's the same elements in your teaspoon that is in the whole ocean. So whatever he is in the ocean, we are in our teaspoon. Some of us got a, you know, maybe a, a tablespoon. I don't know. But we just got Christ. We got Christ. Different gifts in the body. So the handwriting of an ordinance against us, Paul makes reference to the Greek. He said it's a smearing and a smudging and a punging of the handwriting so that it's illegible. You can't even read it. The devil can't even read the handwriting against you. Think about it. But you're, you know, Brother Bram said, you're, you're your own worst enemy because you remember. So we have to cast our memories under the blood. Oh, man, I, and then you feel guilty. You're driving, oh, man, I remember. No, no, you don't remember nothing. Okay? You just don't remember nothing. You remember the cross. You remember the blood. You remember I'm a son of God. I'm a seed of God. I'm a gene of God. And that seed is still prevailing over Satan in every area of my life. Amen. Amen. It also has a meaning also that in the, in the, in the Greek that it's a, a fact that is a, a degree of proclaiming perfect liberty. So if the hand uh, ordinances written are smudged and removed, what does that do to a prisoner? Do you know in the, Ro- in the way the Romans did it, and you, you were put in prison, there was always a plaque on the jail. said, he did this, 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 and this. And because you did this, 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 and this, there was a certain time allotment for a prison. And once you fulfilled that time allotment, then they took that thing, they broke it, and it's no longer against you. What Jesus did, he took every tablet of your life, busted it, threw it away, and you're no longer a prisoner, and you are now liberated. Why does he take that example of those prison bars? Come on, why does he take that parable of the prison? Brother Branham, get us out of here. Get us out of here. He said, I can't do it. I don't have the muscles. Then, then a pillar of fire came. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, loose them. And they started to run out and cry out, we're free. Come on, I want you to cry out today. We're free, Brother Tom. I'm getting it. We're getting it. I'm no longer bound. I'm no longer chained. Yes, sir. At Golgotha, he nailed it to the cross. He nailed it. He put his hands up. And he lifted it up as an ensign, as an ensign, Brother Ram said, 
to redeem the church. So now we know in the Old Testament, Moses, remember? They had the revelation coming now that he was Jehovah Victory, Jehovah Nisi. But every time Moses' hands hang down, they lost the battle. But that was natural. There was her and Aaron holding the arms up. Brother Marshall. They were holding his arms up so that victory could be won. But Jesus' hands were nailed to the cross. They could never fall down. And because he was nailed to the cross, you have victory every day. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is I told Satan, get behind. My son was all broken up. He said, Dad, I thought God was going to give you a new ankle. You've had three ankle replacements. I said, son, I'm getting a new ankle. I said, doctors can do so much. But one day, Jesus, my healer, amen. I believe it, saints. You might look at me and say, you're a wonko. But I'll tell you, I'd rather believe him than you. Hallelujah. Amen. How are we doing? Uh, it's second service, so we'll just not be as long. At Golgotha, he nailed it. He nailed it. Moses couldn't do it, so he had to have men hold his hand. That was the instrumentality of man. And man tries to do things, and they try to... Hmm. And then Jesus did it all. Yeah. Amen. Through the nailing at the cross, through the blood of the lamb, he smudged your debt. It can't not be read. Let me, let me just show you one, one of our... Remember, remember this. Brother Branham is a part of our body. It's the body of Christ. We're all going to be gathered together, are we not? Who are these millions of people? These are your converts. Now, let me, let me just show you. Let me just, I mean, just, I, I said this morning, I, I like facts. And some of you thought I said facts. But it's with a C, not a F-A-T. So here's a fact. I see a woman. She's bothered with nervousness. Count them. One. She's really extremely nervous, so we'll just leave that as one. I see her going about holding her hands, and she's upset about something. So let's say that's two. She's nervous, and she's upset. That's two. And there's something got her really disturbed. Well, we'll keep that with upset. That is right. You've got a gross. That's three. And, and you're disturbed about that. So that will remain three. And that growth is hidden. That's four from the naked eye. Because you can have a growth that's visible. Right? And here you are. It's in your lip. That's five. And it's not on the outside. It's on the inside. That's six. Okay. So no, not one time now has she said, no, Brother Bramion didn't get it. You didn't get it. Now this is one event of ten thousands of them. Okay, so I don't know where we're at now. And you're praying for a boy. That's another one. So add that up. And the boy has a bowel condition. 
<laughs> okay, so now that's eight, a six or seven. And, and he, it's an ulcerated bowel. Hmm. The boy's unsaved. Start keep counting. He's not a Christian, so he's unsaved. Don't add another one, because we don't want to exaggerate. And you're holding a handkerchief in your hand for that purpose, for me to pray over it. Thus saith the Lord. Okay? Thus saith. Now, sister, is that true? Do you believe? That wasn't me. That was him. That was him. Then he's here. He's not dead. And he didn't die the day that Brother Branham passed away. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that God that was in that prophet is in his bride. And she's still prevailing. She's still prevailing, saints. She's, and he says, now that same one from Galilee is here tonight. That's not a story. That's a fact. He's right here with you. Come here, sister. Our Heavenly Father shows mercy to millions in these last days when that light was breaking forth. Jesus come and brought that light, the Bible said. And they set in darkness, great light, come to them in the Orient in the early days. And those in the West, now the evening lights come. It's a great light. What is that light? It's shining again. The resurrected Lord Jesus as he promised. And we thank you, Lord. And we pray that you'll grant to this dear woman her very request. Now, sister dear, don't fear. Everything will be all right. It's turned light around you. You will be all right. Come on, bride. The seed is still prevailing. Everything will be all right. All wrongs made right. Every situation, we have the victory. We might look that we're a failure. We might not look that we're very strong. But I'm telling you through the word, through Christ, that strengtheneth me, I have got the victory. So how many times did you count, Andrew? Did you stay with me on that one? Eleven. Ten back there, we got eleven. Okay, we'll say eleven. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because I'm not going to over-exaggerate. Because I want to under-exaggerate. Just to show you how wonderful our Lord Jesus is. So I just, I just said eight. And looked at the statistics. Of getting eight perfectly, perfect prophecies by one person at one meeting. The chances of that being fulfilled is 1 to the 10th to the 17th power. Now I know you understand that because you all are smarter than I am. That is 1 in 1 quadrillion. One time, sister dear. And he starts listing it all off. And we just, my mom, look at that. Brother Branham is discerning everything. What are we talking about? It wasn't Brother Branham, it was God. Because you cannot take the probabilities of that and say that was man. That's one in quadrillionth. That was one person. And now we're talking about thousands upon thousands upon thousands. I would say to you that the seed of the woman is still prevailing. Amen, amen, amen. But what am I trying to do? And we will all start to wind down, but I haven't even started, but we'll get that in another time. 
Did I tell the time when the little quail coveys were around the flagpole? Oh, there was a fair. You know, back east in, in, in the States, they have a lot of county fairs. And there was one flagpole with a mother quail, and they had all these little quails. They were all tied around it. And they're for sale. Anybody wanted a quail? People eat quails, you know. So anyways, they're for sale, and the for sale sign's on there. And, and the guy comes by, and he says, can I buy them all? And, and the guy says, well, of course you can buy them all. He says, every one of them. He says, absolutely every one of them. So he says, okay, let me buy them. So they unsnipped their little ribbon that's holding them, and he snipped them closer towards the little birdies, and he says, okay, birdies, you're free. They didn't go anywhere. (laughs) You're free. Go ahead, little honey. Go, go, go. You're free. And they just... And then he got a little exercised. I bought you. And you are going to fly. He said, you're free. And he started to encourage him by waving his wings. And all of a sudden they went. And they went off into the wilderness. So what have I been doing today? Hmm? Telling, I, I never snipped you. He snipped you. <laughs> he said, you, all I'm doing is right now. Oh, come on, come on, let's fly. Yeah. Let's fly. You're already loosed. Yeah. Amen. You're under the ordinance of the blood of Jesus Christ. We are getting it. Yeah. Hallelujah. We're getting it, saints of God. Amen. He encouraged them to fly. He didn't beat them or bake them. He purchased them. You ain't going to bake either. You ain't going to hell either. He delivered you from it. He went down there and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. To let you know I paid the price. You're not going there. You're going to a greater land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oppressed. Many people today are oppressed by an enemy. They're oppressed and depressed. But my Bible says, arise and shine for your light has come. If you look in the Hebrew, that arise and shine your light has come means arise out of your depression. The people say they got the COVID fog. Really? The sun's shining. There's no fog. It's only in your head. Right? I, I say that kindly, Brother Ed. I do that okay? <laughs> right? They, that's what they call it. But saints of God, we just have to clear the fog away because when the sun starts to shine, the fog starts to dissipate and we start to see Jesus at the rising of the sun. Amen. And so now we need to understand the types and shadows. And there was a little woman. It was a woman that an enemy came to her tent. And I want to tell you, you have been born in sin, shaped in iniquity, come in the world speaking lies, and the enemy came to your tent. But there was a woman, the seed of a woman, that took a hammer and a nail and put that enemy under a rug. She put the nail on his temple and she drove it right through his head. And you say, oh, that is gory. No, 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 that's not gory. That's wonderful. That's victory. That was you. Yes, was you. 
she was, you know that she is the most celebrated woman in Israel? Jail. She's the most celebrated woman. Now we've heard of Hadassah and Esther and, and there's a book, but she just did one act. And she, the devil came to her tent and he thought he was free. But he came to the wrong tent. He came to the wrong church this weekend. Amen. Because we're going to take the hammer, we're going to take the nail, and we're going to drive him in the head because we are prevailing. Amen. Nail it. Just like you say, I got it, nail it. You got a problem, nail it. Say, Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. You cannot have my children no more. I'm coming after you, Satan. Yep. How about, how about somebody claiming some victory? Huh? How about claiming the Holy Ghost? Say, oh, God, fill me now. Fill me now. Holy Spirit, fill me now. I don't have the joy. I want the joy. I want the peace. Amen. It's time that we do nail it down. If a woman can do it, but she's a type of a bride doing it, we shall prevail. That, de- that enemy never got up again. I am so thankful that day I received Christ. Drugs went. Drinking went. Lusting went. The devil went. And Jesus came in. Amen. It was nailed to the cross. <laughs> it is well. It is well with my soul when peace like a river attendeth my way. <laughs> that song, Horatio Spatton, is that his name? And here he lost his, his girls, his children, his wife, whatever. It was a heartache. Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is, it is with my soul. Hallelujah. It is. Oh, I feel like being a choir leader. To my soul. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> Glory. Doesn't that feel good? Sure it feels good. The oppressor's dead. Satan's defeated. He can't remember one thing. He can accuse you of everything. But God remembers nothing. When you go and say, Lord, I'm sorry for doing such and such five years ago. He doesn't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? It's under the blood. It's never to be remembered again. There is a joy unspeakable. It is joy unspeakable. And the half. <laughs> Glory! It's not a song, it's a reality. Glory! 
This is better than if faces are loaded and a home run. This is better than the last, what do they call it, period in hockey, Stanley Puck, or Stanley Cup. Shoot the puck. Huh? And the guy, you know, they remember the gold, and then they remember this Sydney, whatever his name was. Yeah, see, I knew you hockey people would come out. <laughs> and he gets it right at the last minute, and yes, Canada wins. And what a big moment that was, but so what? Yeah, I, the, the thrill of it lasted all about as long as his hole-in-one lasted. <laughs> they still had to shower, they were still stinky, and they still had to go home. They still had to take out the garbage. Hmm? That's reality, folks. So what is in it? Nothing. But I'll tell you one day. When our great captain of the Lord of hosts comes and he leads captivity captive. Open up ye everlasting gates and be ye opened up. Amen. Who is that? It's the captain of the Lord of hosts. <laughs> and as you come into that city, saints, there's going to be cheering. There's going to be angels singing. And it will be forever and ever and ever. God bless you. It's been wonderful to be with you this weekend. To God be the glory. <laughs> musicians, why don't you come? Why don't the musicians come? Amen. Do you sing that chorus, Brother Ed? Do you sing that song? There's trouble in the East again. The whole world's shaking. Nowhere place to stand. Help me, Brother John. There's questions in the children's eyes. Trouble in the East again. And the whole world is shaking. There's no sure place to stand. And the mournful sounds are heard throughout the land. Oh, but I keep listening for a different sound. The sound of the city that John saw coming down. The sound of the bride being united with the groom And I keep listening And I keep listening I keep listening for a different sound Next verse well, I remember the preacher saying Son, it shall come to pass. Oh, there will come a generation. God will be the last. I can't believe I'm standing here. Seeing the end of time. And the preacher's voice echoing in my mind. Sound. Oh, the sound of 
John saw coming down the sound of the bride being united with the groom. Oh, the sound of the chorus singing glory to the Lamb. Oh, I keep listening. I keep listening. I keep listening for a different sound. Let's sing verse one again. We hear about the wars, see famine in the land. There's questions in the children's eyes, trouble in the east again. The whole world is shaking, there's no sure place to stand. And the mournful sound are heard throughout the land. Keep listening. we've heard that sound and it's speaking not just to our natural ears but it's speaking to that seed within us oh my goodness the seed of the woman is still prevailing I believe she's prevailing it's not us it's not our power it's the seed that he placed within us it wasn't Ruth the Moabitess, but it was what she was joined to. And she was joined to a woman of the seed of Judah. And out of that there was a promise. And out of that seed, listen, that's all she, she had. And it was more than enough. It was everything that was needed. Oh my, we did not become sons by the rebirth. But because we were sons, therefore we could be reborn. And there was a seed in us that God saw. And it was greater. And while you were in sin, while there was a handwriting of ordinance against you, while there was a multitude of witnesses, God looked down and said, there's a seed in there. And he began to speak to that seed. And he's still speaking. Oh my, isn't that wonderful? I, I trust he spoke to you today. He sure spoke to me. And I, I think we need to listen. Oh, that was Brother Tom. And we just sit there and he's got this way. He's got... No, I think we need to go beyond that. 
I think we need to say, Lord, what did you say to me today? And I believe he's calling us a little higher. He's calling us, let's just rise up a little bit more. Amen. I, you want to just move that way? Let me rise on the wings of faith. Lord, help me run in the rain. Help me not bring you disgrace. But let me rise on the wings of faith until the day I see your face. Sometimes the way down here gets rough. But it's then I'll rise on the wings of faith, for in God's word, oh, I am saved. Lord, help me rise in the race. Help me not bring you disgrace, but let me Brother Tom was just closing and he started speaking. You know that, you know, it is well. My, my, there's, a, there's an anchor that's there. You know, he started singing. I, I was tempted to give him this because this is like a baton that conductors wear. And I thought, you know, he's got the white hair. <laughs> I, I, I went one time to an opera and, and uh, or it was a it was in Ottawa and I was, I was working there and the landlady, she, I, I was from Alberta and I was working out there for the summer and she said, you, have you ever gone to the symphony? It was a symphony. I says, no. She was horrified. She says, you're not even cultured. <laughs> I'm taking you. And they had this German conductor and he had this white hair and that's all I remember. This white hair was flopping around and, 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 and he was, and he would just give the slightest movement and they would sing. And they would sing. And they, and, and they would play something. And, and then the music kind of went down, 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 down. And then all of a sudden, something happened. And, and, I, I, was, and I was going down, down, down. <laughs> and all of a sudden, everybody stood up. And I was the only one sitting. 
because they all knew the voice. They all knew the tempo. I believe we're seeing something happen in our midst. God is doing something. It's not just about pumping people up. This is a reality. There's something in me. It can't stand the world around me. It can't stand what's going on. It's got to come back to God. I'm not just uh, you know, a creature struggling to climb out of Laodicea and, and get up to eternity. I'm an eternal creature living a time experience. And I'm coming to it daily. And the word, as it's being ministered, it speaks to me, and I grow in grace. And I grow in grace. Let's keep growing in grace. Oh, isn't God good? Every promise in the book is mine. Let's just sing a few of those in that medley if we can. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line I am trusting in His love divine Every promise in the book is mine Every promise for the bride Every promise for the bride is mine Every message, every quote, every line Better every 